Welcome to the latest episode of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we're going to talk about Fresh Bones. The original air date was February 3rd, 1995, and with an IMDb user rating of 7.1 out of 10, it's got one of the lower scores in the season. In my opinion, it deserves to have one of the lower scores in the season. It's not bad, it's just not as good as most of what we see throughout the year. It's written by Howard Gordon, who also serves as producer on the series, and directed by Rob Bowman. Now, as we've seen from Rob Bowman works in the past, he tends to pick these scripts that are less focused on dialogue and ones that give you a much greater opportunity to tell the story visually. And that's what's happening here. In terms of the story itself, it broadens what we see from the X-Files a little bit. Now, we'd already seen some evidence that Christian theology is right, at least in the X-Files world. And that's from both perspectives. In Die Hand die Verletzt, we saw that the satanic side of the Christian theology is also effective in this world. This time around, they're picking some of the Haitian religions and the voodoo beliefs and principles coming from there, including the zombie or reanimated dead elements. And those are particularly important in being brought to the forefront. There's not a lot of background given to the beliefs. There's some symbolism that works to the degree I've been able to tell with a couple of quick Google searches in terms of familiars and animals and that sort of thing. We've got some interesting lighting choices, even though we have a lot of outside and daylight scenes. There's even a chase scene that happens during the daylight with some interesting low-angle choices being made as we're following Mulder as he's following a child. So it's that standard Bowman great visuals. Aside from that, there's a little bit of a political commentary and social commentary there in terms of the treatment of refugees in some of the U.S. camps. And this is a case where you know, it's sort of taking the downside and the kind of thing that, you know, is probably pretty rare in the actual camps, but sadly not rare enough in that it actually happens where the warden is sort of taking out his frustrations with the people on the people. Now, this episode is probably most notable for the list of guest stars we have. So the major star that we have is Daniel Benzali as warden. At this point, he'd already been seen in A View to a Kill and a few more movies and titles beyond that. We also have Bruce Young, who had appeared in Basic Instinct, General Hospital, and a number of those, as Beauvais, who is sort of the adversary. We have Jameel Walker-Smith, who was very early in his career, probably because he was young, playing Chester Bonaparte. He would eventually grow up and did some voice acting in Hey Arnold as Gerald Johansson. He also appeared in Stargate Universe. We also have Matt Hill, who's done a lot of voice acting. He was Raphael in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 and in TMNT Dex Mutation. He was the voice of Captain N in Captain N the Game Master. He's also done work in the English translations of Gundam and Inuyasha. He's done voices for Transformers, for Ed, Ed, and Eddie, for My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. He's done some live-action work as well, but it seems like most of the work he's been getting has been in animated series as voice acting, and it's pretty respectable work as well. We also see Kevin Conway in here, who's also done some voice acting as well as live action. So he did voice acting in G.I. Joe. He's also been in Titanic and some other major live action roles, much of which came after his X-Files role. We see Katya Gardner, who's in X-Files for the second time. The first time was as Peggy O'Dell, the girl in the wheelchair in the pilot episode. We see Roger Cross playing his second out of four roles on the X-Files. We see Peter Kalamis in his second of four roles. Uh, Callum Keith Rennie is back in his second of three roles as the Cemetery Groundskeeper. He'll be back again for the second film. 
We also see Stephen Williams back, which was a bit of a surprise to Mulder and to a lot of the viewers, based on the way things went the last time we saw him in one breath, when he killed a man in the hospital laundromat. And again, he's feeding Mulder information about the case and about the timeline, so he hasn't sworn off. He is still working with him, but it does feel like he said before that Mulder is his tool, and not the other way around. As far as the episode itself goes, it's decent episode. It's not particularly a standout episode. If you're kind of interested in the Haitian voodoo religions and that anyway, that's worth checking out. I don't know enough about them to know how well represented they are and whether it's seen in the positive or negative light by the people who follow that religion, but it is one of the places where it shows up. And you know, in this case, the, the Haitians are definitely the victims rather than, you know, these evil voodoo priests and the out zombies as they are typically represented when they get into this. These are, you know, very much people just fighting for themselves, and as we learn in the end, they're not even responsible for a lot of what's going on in the first place. So at any rate, it is a decent episode, and next time we're going to see part one of a two-part episode. So join us again in two weeks for Colony. Intro and outro music is Outside Poolside by Laswell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content copyright 2015, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments or feedback to Bureau42Podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening.